0: Amen. Well, good morning again and welcome. We're glad you're here with us, whether in person or online. Uh, Today, we're going to continue our series uh, in all things new. And that song we just sang, I think can be an anthem uh, for this series. And what what a beautiful song. Thank you, Mary and Ben and the team for leading us. Uh, As you think about uh, all things new, today we're going to talk about new creation. And if you have your Bible with you, you can turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're going to be there in a moment. But do you ever think about change? Maybe even in your own life you you had a change happen and you didn't even realize it. Like like it took somebody else to point it out to you. Oh, you've changed this. Or or maybe... uh, in your life, you just like change. Not everyone is like that. Some people like things to be exactly the same day after day after day, year after year after year. But sometimes you change the route you take to work or the route you go home. I do that a lot. I go three or four different ways, uh, depending on my mood and uh, where I want to go and how I want to get home. Maybe you change your routine in the morning. Hopefully you're still brushing your teeth every day. But maybe you change your routine in the morning, uh, depending on the season or the day of the week. Maybe how you take your coffee. I don't drink coffee, but maybe when you were growing up and as you were younger, you had lots of cream and sugar. And today you're like straight black. The real stuff. Your clothing style. I hope that's changed over the years. I hope so. Maybe even the TV shows and the the types of entertainment you participate in, maybe that's changed uh, over years. Because change is everywhere around us, right? We just change from one year to the next, uh, thankfully. But change is everywhere. Some change happens very slowly. Other change happens instantaneously. It happens quickly. But change is all around us. And in the scripture, Paul talks about a change that occurs in you and me instantaneously. A a change that's immediate and forever. It's when we walk from the old way of life to a new way of life. That change happens immediately. He talks about what it means for you and I to be a new creation. So if you've got your Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we're going to look At a familiar passage for some of you, uh, verses 16 through 20, we'll read together as Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. Again, those of you online, welcome. We're glad you're with us today. It says this in verse 16, from now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh. not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting us to the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. Paul starts this paragraph, and it's a paragraph in our Bible, probably not for him, but he says, from now on, well, what was the starting point of now on? If we're going to see things differently, if we're going to be new, well, what, what, is the, what happened before that? Where's the starting line for that? Well, scholars are a little bit uncertain on the exact nature of this. Some believe that it, from now on, talks about Paul's conversion when, when he accepted Christ as Savior. He had that dramatic experience uh, with Christ where he placed his faith in Christ. Others believe that it was actually pointing back to the cross, that from that point, from the, from the time of the cross, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. From that point on, we need to have a different view. And if you read the previous passage, it seems that that's actually what Paul is talking about. That from now on, from, from that point in history, when Jesus went to the cross, when he endured the penalty of your sin and my sin by shedding his blood... And then he resurrected three days later. From that point on, we need to see people differently. We must change how we see people. No longer should we see people with the eyes of the flesh, as he says, with worldly eyes, with our own vision. Those worldly eyes, those eyes of flesh, cause us to see people in judgment it causes us to see people in con- with condemnation. It causes us to want to see people only for what they can do for us. I know that's not true of any of you, but that's the eyes of the flesh. It causes us to see people as sinners, lazy, no good. It causes us to see people as too successful. like They're too good and I don't like them because of it. It causes us to say to some, you're not my type. I don't think I'll engage you. Eyes of the flesh put labels on people like workaholic, adult gamer, nerd, cool kid, oversharer on Facebook, recluse, and the list goes on and on and on. Eyes of the flesh cause us to see people With eyes of judgment. They don't measure up quite like we would hope they would. We only see people from a human perspective and we rank them by human standards. We balance them on our scale of what's good and what's bad. And every time we do that, we end up with the wrong conclusion every time. Because that's the old way the way of sin and death the way of judgment. And God calls us to see things differently. And when you and I understand the power, the power behind the cross of Christ, that's when we see people as God sees them. You and I have to change our perspective. We have to change our eyes from being people who see only those in the flesh. And understand the power of the cross of Christ, the forgiveness that is available through the cross, so that my vision will be changed, so that I can see people as God sees them. That only happens when I change my perspective, when I see them differently, because now instead of judgment and labels, I see them with grace and compassion and mercy. I see them as someone who needs a Savior, and that person who needs a Savior is both the non Christian and the Christian. We all need a savior and we need him all the time. We need to see them as people who need new life. Who are dead in their sin and need life. Salvation through Jesus will change that. It changes our perspective. The old way is gone Labeling and judgment, competition, rejection, performance, selfish ambition, laziness, gaining the whole world and losing your soul. That's the old way. Jesus gives us a new way. If we are new in Jesus, the old is gone. We're no longer a slave to sin We're no longer filled with those selfish motivations. We no longer are held captive by sin and my worldly thoughts. Sin no longer clouds my vision. No, the Spirit of God lives in me if I've surrendered my life to him and said, Jesus, I know you paid the penalty that I could never pay for my sin. You died on the cross for me. You shed your blood to cover my sin. And to give me a new life. Not just a new life in heaven one day when I die. No, a new life today. That's what it means to be a new creation. When I surrender my life to Jesus, I am a new creation. And that's hard for us to understand day after day after day. Especially when you get over 25. Because you look at your body and your mind, and your ability, and you think, oh. Because after 25, it's downhill, folks, so teenagers, just be ready. And we do everything we can to sort of stave off that. But in God's eyes, we're a new creation every day when you and I surrender our life to Jesus When we place our faith in him, you're a new creation every day, every moment, every hour, you're a new creation. And not just are you a new creation, but you have a new purpose. You have a new outlook. There are new sacrifices that you get to make so that you can become more like Jesus. That's the part that sometimes we don't want. But the reality is we have the privilege of sacrificing to humble ourselves before others so that we can become more like our savior. We have a new mission. There's a new hope that lives inside of us. We have new friends, thanks to Jesus, called the church. And we have a new vision. Everything about our life is new. And the trouble is sometimes we forget. We forget this from now on. From now on. From now on for me... Was this a 13 year old young man, an eighth grader who went to a youth revival that we don't have those kinds of things much anymore. And you know what I went for? I went for the pizza. I didn't really go for Jesus. I went for the pizza. Thankfully, Jesus was there. And I, and he found me. I found him, Right. From now on, new life, new vision, new purpose. It wasn't my own doing, right? Because I came for pizza. God came for me. Our new life in Christ is not our own doing. It's from God. As Paul declares, this is from God through Christ because he is the great reconciler. He reconciles those who are his enemy. Because you and I will try and try and try to make ourselves better. But the truth is we can't do it. We can't sustain perfection. And so I must trust in my new life coming from someone else. And that someone else is Jesus, who offers me forgiveness who offers me abundant life, new life, who offers me a clean slate, an account that says it is paid. My debt has been paid. I don't have to worry anymore because he paid the penalty of my sin and reconciled himself to me. Jesus bridged the gap between God and me and he bridges the gap between you and me. I call it the the canyon of rebellion, the chasm of sin. If you've ever been to the Grand Canyon or even here in Texas to Palo Duro Canyon, imagine that infinitely larger, those canyons. That's the chasm of your sin and your distance from God because of your sin. And yet Jesus is the one who fills that chasm with his peace and his love and his forgiveness so that you and I can have a relationship with our heavenly father so that we can experience new life that we can no longer be an object of God's wrath some of us forget that today in our culture we don't talk a lot about God's wrath but prior to our salvation we are objects of God's wrath and he is the final and firm and just God And I'm no longer subject to that wrath because I have new life in Christ. I've gone from spiritual death to spiritual life. I've gone from judgment to blessing. And so church, today I want to encourage you, take courage in that. That if you have placed your faith in Jesus, your sins are not counted against you. You have new life. You have new hope. You have an eternity with your heavenly father and he loves you unconditionally. And though you're not perfect, he loves you despite that. If you have faith in Jesus, your sins are not counted against you. Even the sin that you committed on your way to church today. Because some of you did that. You fussed at your mom or dad, or mom or dad fussed at you. You argued with your spouse. You rolled through a stop sign. You thought 45 was simply a suggestion. (laughs) A number of things that you did today. Brushing your teeth should have been okay. My sin is not counted against me, and I don't take that grace And that privilege, lightly, no, I use that to spur me on for one purpose and one purpose only. To be on mission for him. Because I have a savior, because he has forgiven me of my sin, because he's given me a brand new life, I'm on a mission to be a reconciler just as he reconciled me. I'm an ambassador. One who brings people from death to life through the person of Jesus Christ, I point them to Jesus. I've been given reconciliation. And so now you and I are ministers of reconciliation. If you have a relationship with Jesus, you're a minister, a minister of reconciliation. To point people to the one, Jesus, who bridged the gap between God and you because of their sin, those, that person's sin. You've been reconciled and now you're a reconciler. and An ambassador is, as Paul says here, an ambassador, we know what that is. It's someone who goes to another country and represents the home country. Like all of us would want to be an ambassador to Tahiti or France or some cool place like that. But we're ambassadors to this place. Friendswood, Pearland, League City, Dickinson, Houston, Alvin. You're an ambassador to those cities. Because your home isn't here. You're a citizen of heaven if you have a relationship with Christ. And so God has sent you as an ambassador to your city, to your school, to your workplace, to your family to reconcile others to God. He says it in verse 21. This is the message that you have as an ambassador. This is your message. So take it with you. This is your message. Look at verse 21. For our sake, he, that's God, God made him, that's Jesus, to be sin who knew no sin. So that in him, that's Jesus, we might become the righteousness of God. For our sake, he made him who knew no sin to become sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. That is your card. As an ambassador, that's your message as an ambassador, wherever you go to your teammates, to members of the band, to your employees, to your friends and enemies, that's your message. You are an ambassador. I have the great privilege of not only being an ambassador for Christ, but I'm also an ambassador here in Friendswood for the Chamber of Commerce. I'm an ambassador. I even have a name tag that says it. That I and, and other business owners and leaders in our community get to go around and promote and encourage small businesses in our community. We get to go to ribbon cuttings and get to celebrate with businesses that the chamber uh, believes that are doing a great job and they're the business of the month. And we get to go and high five them and build morale and encourage them. That's what an ambassador is, to, to spread goodwill. To bring message of hope and encouragement. To bring friendship and grace to people. And the reason why I'm an ambassador for our chamber of commerce is because I want to get to know people in our community in in a few months, actually not a few months, next month, uh, you're going to get to experience a thing that we're going to do called missional pathway. That's going to help us discover who we are as a person and what our mission, how we can be an ambassador for God, how that can go into the world, into our world that you'll discover what and who are my personal mission. Where is God calling me outside the walls of the church? Where can I be an ambassador? We know where I can be an ambassador? As a part of the ambassador team. Hey, what do you know? God does amazing things. He makes it pretty simple for guys like me. I'm an ambassador for God, and so let me be an ambassador for our city. It's a way for me to connect with folks who may or may not know Christ. It's a way for me to connect with people who do know Jesus and I can bring encouragement to them. It gives me an opportunity to pray at community events, which is always a good thing. But God has equipped you to be an ambassador, to be a minister of reconciliation and as our, our church lives out our vision to prepare and send disciple-making missionaries, uh, ambassador, to strengthen families, love neighbors, and transform the community with the gospel, that's not just a great slogan. That's for us to embrace and take personally and to look at a passage like this and say, God, I'm a new creation. And because I'm a new creation in Christ, I'm now an ambassador but some of you may say, I, I don't know where to go to. I, I don't know how we want to help you. We want to prepare you. We want to equip you we want to help you. And so when we provide those opportunities, like it's going to happen at the end of next month called missional pathway, engage in that and say, Lord, you've called me to be an ambassador. It's not really a, it's not a, it's not a option. You are an ambassador. And sometimes you wear that name tag called Christian. You wear it all the time. Sometimes you wear it well. Sometimes you don't wear it so well. That's true of me too. But Lord, I wanna, I'm going to wear that badge, that title, that nameplate, Christian. I want to wear it well. and I want to take the message of Christianity. That the one who knew no sin, Jesus, became sin for me and you. And I want to share that with the world. It's the only message of hope. It is the message of reconciliation. And so may we be people who live every day like we're a new creation. May we live every day fulfilling our calling as ambassadors for Christ. That we may be people of reconciliation. That's our calling. May we live it out. Will you pray with me?